Welcome to Word Live Ministries, where this is a Holy Spirit-led podcast. Good day to you. My name is Claire Carter, and I'm your host on this journey of becoming a disciple of Christ. The Holy Spirit has placed on my heart this morning, what does it mean to have a personal relationship with God? So let's turn to the Father in prayer. Father God, we come to you this morning, giving you honor, glory, and praise, always first and foremost. We thank you for your son that was given on the cross, Christ, for our sins. We thank you for the freedom. We thank you for the blood and love that has been shed for and on our behalf. Thank you for the eternal life that you have laid before us. Thank you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God, for the Holy Spirit that dwells here with us on this podcast. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, on this podcast into our vessels, minds, and hearts. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, because we want to be in true alignment with God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are welcome in our presence, in our day, in our life, in our every moment. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for this word that's about to come forth today. We thank you for every listener. We thank you, Father God, for them that they've decided, made that choice to set time aside to hear more about you, Father. So we thank you for their lives. We thank you for their hearts. We thank you and ask for you to bless them, Father God. You are worthy and so wonderful to be praised in your mighty and precious name, Jesus, Yeshua, amen, amen, amen. So what does it mean to have a personal relationship with God? I know that you've heard us say it over and over. It's not about religion. It's about relationship. Well, what is that? What does that really mean? When we say it's not about religion, God has been showing us that it's not the label of being a Baptist or being a Catholic or being um, an Episcopal or being Pentecostal or being um, apostolic or being, um, trying to think, Methodist. Um, Seventh-day Adventist. It's not about the religion. We have to put that aside. You go to a church building, okay? You you enter into a church building, you're, you're attending the services there. That's what you're doing. See, you don't give your life, you don't dedicate your life to that service. You don't dedicate your heart. You don't ask that service to come into your heart. What you ask is Jesus to come into your heart. The people in that building cannot save you. They can guide you. They can lead you. They can teach you. Just like here on this podcast, I cannot save you. I can guide you. I can lead you. I can direct you. I can teach you. But I, I, I can't save you. No human can save you only by the blood of Jesus. And what happens is, is when we give our life to Christ, that's when we surrender to say, Lord, I give up my life. I surrender to you. I want you to come and clean me out. I I confess all my sins to you. I want to pour it all out. I don't want this junk inside of me anymore because I want you and I want your salvation. And when we invite Jesus into our lives, we believe that he died on the cross for our sins and that God had raised him on the third day and now he lives and dwells and is preparing heaven 
on the right hand of God for us. And then God had sent the Holy Spirit down here to be with us. And we invite him into our lives daily. And we are convicted by the Holy Spirit. Well, Claire, don't do this or don't go there or don't do that. Or, oh, I shouldn't have said this or I shouldn't have done that. The Holy Spirit is there to guide and lead. And okay, Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my day. What does the day behold? And I'm being led, I'm being guided, I'm feeling love, I'm feeling joy. There's no anger, there's no pain, there's no hurt, there's no frustration inside of me because I've released all things and and said, I don't want any of that stuff, but I want the Holy Spirit to come in. So he gives me that comfort, he gives me that joy so I can face my day. And so a religion can't do that for you. A religion can teach you traditions, a religion can teach you ways and they can teach you about salvation they can teach you about baptism they can teach you the traditions of their services they can guide you but they can't save you okay so when we have a personal relationship with christ that's what that first and foremost means personal is the definition it means to have something between two individuals It means that you belong to a particular person rather than to anyone else. It means that it's private to oneself, not connected with with the group or with the public. It's personal. So am I telling you no? Don't go to a service? No, I'm not telling you that because just like here the podcast, we welcome you to join us because we welcome the Holy Spirit in here. And the Holy Spirit leads and guides us. You're learning about who Christ is. You're learning who God is. You're learning who the Holy Spirit is. You're learning them individually and then all together. You're learning about how to make it to heaven and how to stay out of hell. So it's important for you to be in a Holy Spirit-led service, to be in a Holy Spirit-led group, Bible study. That's important to have because we can encourage one another. We can uplift one another. We can pray. We can learn, we can do all these things. So I'm not saying don't do that, but what I'm saying is these things cannot save your soul, okay? So you don't look to the religion to save your soul. You don't say, oh, I'm going to this church service every Sunday and Wednesday. I go every Sunday and Wednesday, I attend, and that's gonna get me into heaven, no. Oh, well, well, I participate, you know, because I'm an usher or I sing in the choir, I'm the choir director or I'm the pastor. No, that doesn't get you into heaven. Oh, well, I, I go into the building and I clean the building. No, that doesn't get you into heaven. What gets you into heaven is being saved, having the salvation, have Jesus written on your heart, having a personal relationship. Because when the day comes, when we stand in judgment, he looks at our hearts. He looks to see that if we've allowed him to enter in, or if it's just been a thing you've been doing and saying with your mouth. And see, some people don't understand that. They think, oh, well, I've attended, you know, there's 52 weeks in a year and I've attended 52 church services last year. So I'm going to heaven. It's not about your attendance in the building. Should you go? Yes. Should you receive? Yes. But that doesn't get you into heaven. Having this personal connection. So we we heard the definition saying belonging to a particular person rather than anyone else. So 
that's the thing. When we have a personal relationship with God, we place him first. When we have a personal relationship with God, it's just him. That means that I can have no other gods. Well, what do you mean have no other gods? I don't bow down and worship Buddha. Well, I'm glad that you don't. But then there are other things in life that are considered gods. Anything that you place before our heavenly father, anything. And I'm talking about family. I'm talking about work, money, friends, your car, your house. Well, how can I put those things before God? It's when you're choosing those things instead of God. When you wake up in the morning, are you thanking God for your day? Are you placing him first and foremost? Or are you waking up in the morning and say, oh, I got to hurry up and get to work. Oh, I got to hurry up and get the kids on the bus. Oh, I got to hurry up. What are you placing before God? We always need to stop and place God first. Oh, well, uh, when I'm feeling nervous and anxious, I go smoke. Or when I'm feeling nervous and anxious, I take a drink. Okay, so now you're placing those things in front of God. So now the smoking and now the drinking or the drugs or the sex, whatever makes you feel good for the moment, you're placing that before God. And so now you've removed him because you think, well, I don't need God to take that anxious feeling away or, or to give me that good feeling. You're forgetting that he can do that for you. Oh, well, well, I'll just smoke to take this off my mind or or to ease my nerves. But see, that's the thing. We're placing that thing before God to say, God, I'm so nervous right now. God, I, I just don't know what to do. I'm kind of anxious and shaky. Lord, I need you to take this feeling away. And when we look to God to do those things, that means we're placing him first. Lord, I'm in a financial bind right now. I need your guidance. I need your direction. Instead of running to sell drugs because you need quick money real quick. So you're, you're placing whatever, whatever it is that you're placing in front of God. Well, how can I place my car in front of God? Okay. You know that there's a service, you know, that, um, you know, you listen to the service or you go to the service and, and that places your heart and mind on God. You're able to worship and, and praise him, but you're choosing now I'm going to just wash my car today. And through the whole day, you don't give God any worship, any praise, not saying anything wrong with washing your, washing your car, because you should wash your car. You should take care of your car. You should take care of the things God gave you, work on your house, do the things you're supposed to do. But if you're putting those things, you're not giving God praise and you're, you're working on the house all day and not one time through the day you have given God glory or praise, you're placing your house before God. If you wash your car and you're fiddling with your car and you take your car for a cruise and throughout that whole time and you never have given God praise, you're placing your car before God. Just like our children, we get so involved and we, we worship and praise them. Oh, Johnny and Bobby or Sally are doing such a great job in school. But when have you ever uplifted Christ? When have you ever said, oh, I thank the Lord for being in my life, for blessing me with these children. When we're placing anything before God, we're making that thing our God. So we have to fully surrender to say, I'm letting go of all these things. And God, I just want you. And also we have to be mindful because you want to give God all of you because God gives all of him to us. And that would be just like my spouse. I submit to my spouse. I surrender to my spouse. That means I love him and that I'm going to love him differently 
and care for him and tend to him differently than I would any other man. I have a deep, passionate love and intimate love for my husband, but for other uh, male friends or uh, male um, people that are in my life, I'm not going to submit to them. I'm not going to surrender to them. I'm not going to do the things to or for them that I would do for my husband. And that's the same thing with God. We have to submit to him. So I'm not going to run to these other things, just like with my husband. I wouldn't run to other things. I would come directly to him and we would talk things out and work things through or ask a question or whatever it is, I come to him first. I'm not gonna go to another man and say, hey, do you think I should save my check or do you think um, I need to pay a bill with this? I'm not going to ask another man that. I'm going to come directly to my husband because that's personal. That's something him and I have personal and intimate and share together and in, in likewise with God. How do we become personal with him? Being close to him, being in prayer, giving him praise every day. This close connection between you and God form this relationship. It's formed by this bond. It's formed by interaction and growth. And how do you get those things? How do you strengthen your relationship with God? By spending time with him. I spent, and that's just with anybody, if you think about it, if I want to strengthen my relationship with my husband, I'm going to spend time with him. If I'm going to strengthen my relationship with my friends, I'm going to spend time with them. If I'm going to strengthen my relationship with my children, I'm going to spend time with them. So to strengthen my relationship with God, it's no different. I spend time with him. I'm giving him my time. I'm saying, hey, Lord, you are more important than anything because you gave me breath this morning to wake up to see this new day. You have cleaned me up and out from all my sins and I hold this freedom that only you can give me. And Lord, you have given me salvation so that I can enter into heaven with you and I'm gonna live it out. Remember, it's not just going to the church building that gets you into heaven. It's not just reading the word, reading God's word that gets you into heaven. It's applying it to your life. It's gaining salvation and then applying the salvation to your life, living a life out for Christ. What does a relationship hold? A relationship holds love and trust and honesty. It, it, it withholds communication. When your relationship, you do these things, you love the other person, you trust, you have honesty between each other and there's communication. And so in the same way with God, he already knows everything, but he still wants us to be honest with him and he wants us to trust him. In return, he trusts us with certain things. He trusts us with taking his word. He trusts me with this podcast. He trusts me that I will welcome the Holy Spirit and I will pray. I will ask the Holy Spirit to come on in that I will speak the words that he would want me to speak to share the love of Christ to share the salvation of Christ so that others can be saved. He trusts me with that. He trusts me to do a podcast, which I never even knew what a podcast was until the Lord had put on my heart to do a podcast. He trusted me with it. And in return, I trust him. I trust him with everything in me. I trust him with my life. I trust him with my husband and my children. I trust him with my finances. I trust him with my health and my family's health. I trust him in all things with work, with leisure time, 
whatever it is, I trust him in all things. And that's when you're in a relationship, a true relationship, there has to be trust. There has to be communication. So I pray out to him every day. I pray up to him. I cry out. I worship him. I honor him. I glorify him because he's my God, my King, and I love him dearly. And another thing about being in a relationship, you feel safe. So I feel safe to know that I can come to my Heavenly Father and then whatever's coming up against me through this world and in this world and, and in the news and outside my door or inside my home, when these things try to come up against me, I know that I can feel safe in His arms. I know that I can feel safe for Him to get me through, to push me through. I know that I feel safe and I know that He will keep me safe. So. What does it mean to have a personal relationship with God? It means to spend time with Him. It means to open your heart to Him, to love and to trust Him, to communicate with Him. It means that it's just you and Him. And you want to spend that time with Him, to, to learn Him more, to know Him more. Because He loves and knows you. And he's so amazing, but you don't know that. And you won't know that until you have lived it for yourself. You don't know that and you won't know that until you realize and recognize that sitting in a church building or listening on the, the podcast or listening to the services on Facebook or the radio, that doesn't get you into heaven. Having a personal relationship with Christ gets you into heaven. Salvation of the blood of Jesus gets you into heaven and applying the word, the will of God to your life gets you into heaven. So Heavenly Father, we thank you. We love you. We praise you. You are worthy to be praised. So very worthy, Father God. Thank you for allowing us to know that it's about personal time with you, about being personal, just having you, Lord, having you and me and me and you, Lord, just us together. Just like the listeners on this podcast, just you and them together, Father God, and them having a conversation with you and communicating with you, Lord, through prayer, communicating with you, Lord, through reading their scripture to truly understand and apply it to their lives. So thank you, Father God. We honor and we glorify you. We love you and we praise you. Thank you because you're worthy to be praised. Thank you, Father. You are worthy to be praised. Come into our hearts, come into our minds. Replenish us, Father God, so we can feel your presence at all times, so we can know the warmth of your love, so we can know the warmth of your safety and protection, so we can know the the unfailing love that you have for us, the faithfulness that you give to us. We thank you, Father God. We praise your holy name. Bless the listeners, Father God. Allow them to feel and know and see you in a new way. Allow them to be hungry to receive you, Father. Hungry to receive you, Lord, so they're not left outside of the gates of heaven, but they're able to enter into your presence, Father God. They're able to enter in and you say, well done, my good and faithful servant, Father. Thank you. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. You're worthy. You're worthy to be praising your precious and mighty name, Yeshua, Jesus. Amen. 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 So if there's anyone out there today that has not given their life to Christ, that has not asked the 
Lord to enter into their heart so they can receive salvation. Today is always a great day for that. Today is the day. And if that's something you want to do, if that's something you want to do, you just open your heart and you open your mouth and you understand that when we receive Christ in, that you believe Romans 10, 9, that God had given his life on the cross, that he died and three days later that Jesus had given his life on the cross and three days later God had raised him from the dead. If you believe that in your heart, thou shalt be saved. That's what the word of God says. That you believe that Christ gave his life for you, for me, as we were sinners. And he died on that cross so that we could be free, that he could give us that salvation that we needed that he was the ultimate sacrifice. If you believe that in your heart and that he gave his life on behalf of us and God, after Jesus had died on the third day, raised him from the dead, resurrected Jesus, then you shall be saved. So what do you do now? What do you do now? You confess your sins. You lay it all out to Christ. You tell him all things. He knows all things, but we have to release these things. We have to confess our sins. Why? Because it releases it out of our body. It releases it out of our spirit, out of our minds, out of our hearts. It releases it out. So we cry and pour it all out and ask the Lord, fill me up, Lord, fill me up. Fill my heart with you, Lord. Welcome Holy Spirit and we welcome the Holy Spirit in daily and we pray daily. It doesn't just stop right here. And after you've done that prayer and God has cleaned you up and out and you've received the Holy Spirit, go and live a life for Christ. Pray daily, read your word and apply the word to your life daily. Continue to have that personal relationship with God because he's right here right now. He's not far. Because when you've asked him to come into your heart, he's right inside of you, in your heart. So congratulations if you've done that today. Live your life out for Christ. Live your life for Christ. Congratulations, we will dwell in heaven together. If you have already given your life to Christ a few years ago, maybe it was 10 years, 12 years, maybe it was five or just last year, and you've backslidden, you, you start to, you started to walk away from God because remember God never walks away from you, but you started to walk away from God and get into and do things that you shouldn't have been doing. And today you say, you know what? I want to rededicate my life to Christ. Guess what? Today is a beautiful and great day for that as well. And so you too must repent of all your sins. Repent. That means I will no longer, Lord, I give these sins to you and I will not look back. I will not go back. Keep me from my wicked ways, Lord. That's what repent means. So you pour it all out to God because he knows. But once again, we got to get it all out and say, Holy Spirit, fill me up. Come inside. Fill me up. Fill me up, Holy Spirit. Fill me up. And you conversate and pray with God daily. And you read the word of God daily and apply it to your life. And you continue to live a life out for Christ. And we will see each other in heaven one day. To God be the glory. Congratulations. So thank you all so much for listening in. Thank you all so much for receiving, not just hearing, but receiving God's word on today to understand how to gain a personal relationship with him. It's not about religion, people. 
It's about your relationship with Christ. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can find us on the World Wide Web at yourloveministries.us, all spelled out. Also on Facebook and our Instagram page, all spelled out, You Are Love Ministries, and you want to look for the heart with the cross through it. Thank you for joining us, and until next time, you are loved.